Hello and welcome to Feeling the Sync, a podcast from Kerala News. My name is Alejandra Angula Alonso, and on today's podcast, we'll be looking at the extraordinary case of the so-called Barcelona patient. A woman who made headlines worldwide this summer for successfully controlling HIV for 15 years without having to take antiretrovirals, the standard treatment. My Catalan News colleagues, Cristina Thomas-White and Gerard Schaifo, have been covering the story. Cristina, Gerard, welcome to another episode of Feeling the Sink. Thanks for having us. Hi, Alejandra. How's it going? Good. Glad to have you here. Major global efforts have been mounted to address the HIV epidemic in recent years. Along that line, in late July, a case qualified as extraordinary and unique got the attention of international scientists at the 24 International AIDS Conference in Montreal. I'm talking about the Barcelona patient. Could you expand on why this study caused so much commotion? Yes, of course. Well, it's actually pretty rare for people with HIV to be able to control the virus without taking any treatment whatsoever. And this woman in Barcelona, so she was diagnosed in her late 50s, now she's in her mid-70s, and she hasn't had to take antiretroviral therapy for the past 15 years. We'll talk about this more later on, but the study caused so much commotion because they were able to determine what mechanisms have allowed her body to keep the virus at bay. Yeah, this is really amazing. And I know that antiretrovirals are effective in suppressing viral replication, but HIV persists and the disease recovers strength after ending therapy. The Barcelona patient is not taking medication and doing well. Does this mean that she's cured? Well, it's a bit more complicated than that, actually. I remember when the news came out, I was kind of frustrated because I saw some headlines saying yeah. that she had been cured. Um, it's actually considered a functional cure rather than a sterilizing cure. It's a functional cure because she hasn't completely eliminated the virus from her body, but she's able to control it without having to take antiretrovirals, whereas sterilizing cure would mean that it's not in her body at all. Right. Yeah, I understand better now. Thank you, Christina. So to find out more about this promising functional cure, you went to meet one of the researchers on the team that has been studying the case of the Barcelona patient. My name is Josep Mayolas and I am the head of HIV unit in Hospital Clinic in Barcelona. Yeah, I, I did. It was very interesting. It was a fascinating subject. Let's take a listen. We'll be right back. Who is the Barcelona patient? Why should we know who she is? Why is so, this so remarkable? So, uh, the Barcelona patient is a woman that uh, when she was 59, he suffered an HIV primary infection more than 15 years ago, and she came to the hospital, and uh, she started uh, the treatment, special treatment, during a clinical trial during one year. And she received uh, antiretroviral uh, therapy standard plus another drugs. After one year, the clinical trial was finished and she and other 19 patients who received the same in the, in the clinical trial uh, stopped the treatment. 
So 19, the viral load rebound very early in the time. And she was undetectable for many, many, many time. And we thought at the beginning that probably this is a, a late rebound. So she will get a rebound in the future. But the time was uh, going and she became uh, undetectable for years and years and years. And this is not um, a late rebound. It's for more than 15 years that she's totally in good health and no problem anyway. And uh, in fact, we recently described what is the reason that she is in this excellent situation. Viral load is undetectable, and so the special cells, natural killer, which is an specific cells that these cells suffer uh, mainly with the HIV infection, this is not the case, and the, the case is the reverse. The natural killer in, in the Barcelona's patient is really high. Is really high. This is the first time that we saw that the immunological system of a patient really beat the HIV infection. Because also, I wonder if you could get into detail how she differs from other people who have been able to keep the virus at base. The difference is that mm, all the cohorts in HIV wall has a very anecdotal cases or a few cases that patients that they don't need antiretroviral therapy. At the beginning, when we see a patient, the uh, serology for HIV is positive, but the viral load is undetectable. So they never receive antiretroviral therapy. This is the elite controls. Elite controls, but the immunological uh, landscape of elite controls is totally different to the Barcelona's patient. In the long term, the total number of elite controls is going down because they, uh, they lose the battle against the HIV. In, in the standard of care, we see the patients that the, the number of natural killers is really low, really low. This is the reason that my immunological system is not able to control HIV. But in the uh, Barcelona's patients, it's totally different. The percentage of natural killer is really high. This is the first time that we describe that the control of HIV is really done by the immunological system. It's the first time that immunological system really control, really beat HIV. And so it's not only important uh, during the viral load undetectable in this patient, we see what is the level of HIV in the reservoirs, which is the reservoir for more virus in the body. And during the, the years, the, 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 this woman, uh, Barcelona's patient, the reservoir is going down oh, for many down. years. And so we can anticipate that perhaps in the future mm -hmm. she will be able to eliminate totally the HIV in, in her body.
do we think that this was because of the clinical trial that she was in no, no, or no, no, because no. some but genetic that is this is a very factor. important point this is a very because important because she was the only person in yeah. the trial to have these we, results we have seen that uh, the genetic uh, characteristics of the patient is very exceptional no, is is uh, is different than the rest uh, but 30-40% of the uh, general population has these specific uh, genetic markers. It's not low, 30-40%. But besides, she received some drug, some intervention that really boost the natural killers. And so the combination of both uh, points is the result that the total number, the, the, the percentage of natural killers of these patients is exceptional. And this is the reason that uh, the patient can control HIV. Is there an average time that people tend to rebound by if they're not on antiretrovirals, or does that depend a lot on the person? When, when, when a patient receiving antiretroviral therapy stops the treatment in days or several weeks we see a rebound in the vast majority of patients uh, less in the case of the Barcelona yeah. patient. We are able to, to isolate the virus and this is, a, this, is a, this is not a defective virus. This is a whole HIV virus and so uh, we see during the years that the uh, HIV is going down. So now, recently, after 15 years, we see that this is not only a random case. So we need to identify what is the reason that so good evolution and the, the identification of these points is that a genetic specific marker and also some molecules, some drugs that can boost the natural killers. I think we didn't mention this earlier, but could you also uh, describe the people who've been able to control the virus because of bone marrow transplants and how this differs from... Bone marrow transplants. This is very important in terms of science, but this is not, you cannot apply this uh, situation to another patient. It'd be too risky or... No, you know, this, uh, the risk is that the Berlin patient, London patient uh, and others, uh, New York patient, so they are HIV patients with a very severe malignancy and uh, hematological malignancy usually and they receive cytotoxic drugs these cytotoxic drugs eliminate all the immunological system, everything, and they receive a new bone marrow. This bone marrow is free of HIV. And so, if I don't have any rest of immunological system, I receive a new bone marrow, a special bone marrow, partially uh, resistant to HIV and I have success with the bone marrow, I will not 
have HIV uh, longer. Now less than 40-50% of patients die because it's a very, very severe treatment. And so in the case of the uh, Barcelona's patients, put on the table that we can get, we can get the same conditions in other patients. Perhaps 30%, you can imagine 30% of my patients, or all HIV patients, that we are able to treat with different options and they don't need more longer antiretroviral therapy, we will see. The next steps would be after this, just to see if it can be replicated elsewhere. What would these next steps be? The next step, we are working in a clinical trial. Identify, uh, we need, first of all, identify who has these specific genetic markers and the patient with these specific genetic markers, probably we will add uh, new molecules, new molecules that we know now that can boost the natural killer. And uh, now you're just in the planning phase or when will this start? As soon as possible. This is this is not this is not easy. We are designing the clinical trial, and so. But I believe that no more later, in less than one year, probably we will start and we will recruit patients. And one year more, probably we will uh, stop antiretroviral therapy. Cross fingers, and we will hope that uh, HIV viral load will remain undetectable. We will see. I, I imagine that this offers a lot of hope to these yes, patients. Yes, 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 yes. The cohort of hospital clinic is more than six, uh, 6,000 HIV patients. And so this can be a proof of concept study with no more than 40 or 50 cases. And later in the future, we will see. It could be a revolutionary uh, news. Thank you, Cristina, and thanks to Dr. Josep Mayolas for his time. So revolutionary news indeed. Gerard, what else has happened here in terms of research? Well, I, in fact, a lot has happened since Spain's first HIV AIDS patient was diagnosed here at Barcelona's by the Bron Hospital, and that was back in 1981. The patient arrived with headaches and a brain tumor, and after being in surgery, he passed away four days later. And doctors, they didn't know what was the case exactly, so they started speaking with other colleagues here and abroad as well. And, and I've seen interviews from back then at the beginning, they couldn't believe that mm -hmm. it was actually this, that it was actually, at the time it was still called GRID, it wasn't called HIV AIDS, but the researchers were right, it was HIV AIDS. Mm -hmm. And I believe that also here in Catalonia, but a few years later, the Irsi Caixa AIDS Research Institute was founded also. Yeah, in fact, it was founded in 1995, so around 15 years after the first AIDS HIV patient was diagnosed here at Barcelona's by the Bron Hospital. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the Irsi Caixa AIDS has also been part of the research team for the Barcelona patient. Some of the oh, really? researchers and went to Montreal for the AIDS conference. So it's been all connected, even public hospitals with private funded institutions. 
Yeah, so the ERC Caixa uh, Research Institute is is quite big leading uh, scientific research. Right. Yeah. And also more recently, they've gotten into other viruses like COVID just because of its global impact. But they've they've different lines of research in terms of HIV from genetic to phenotypic variability to microbial genomics or retrovirology, et cetera, et cetera. So I know that is difficult to say, but how many people live with HIV throughout the Catalan territory today? Can you give us an idea? Well, yeah, you're right about that. It is kind of difficult to say exactly how many people have it, um, just because we don't have stats on that. We do have stats on new diagnosis. But before I get into that, just to give you an idea of how many people there could be, um, at the Hospital Clinic alone, which is only treating people, which only treats people from part of the Barcelona area, there they see 6,000 HIV patients. Right. And is the... Would you say that the trend is decreasing in Catalonia, the cases? Well, the, the latest figures that we have are from 2020. The 2021 ones should come out at some point in November. But um, there in, in 2020, we all know what happened in 2020. So there were far fewer people seeking treatment for anything, not only HIV or AIDS. And so only 329 new cases were diagnosed. Obviously, this doesn't mean that only 329 people had the virus or got the virus that year. They were 50% fewer than in 2019. Yeah, and in fact, in the average in Catalonia is around 600 new HIV diagnoses per year. And obviously it's been decreasing in the last years here in Catalonia, but it's not only here in the territory, it's all across Europe. So we are following European standard levels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also in terms of trends, I think that um, in 2019, the fact that the HIV prevented pre-exposure prophylaxis medication, commonly known as PrEP, also became available in Catalonia. This was a huge step. Yeah, it was in November 2019 when they made PrEP part of the public health system. And among users, they say that around there are around 9,000 users in Spain. And one third of them, so over 3,000, are living here in Catalonia. And PrEP, we have to consider it has almost 100% uh, protection level. So it's a huge protector against HIV if they are taking the medication mm -hmm. as they should. So how's the right way of taking the pill? Well, the vast majority takes a daily pill. And then there is another option, which is having um, a pill, two pills, in fact, 12 hours before having sexual intercourse, but it's only an option for men. And who can take PrEP? Well, it's covered in the public health system and it is advised, especially for men who have sex with men, uh, transgender people, uh, prostitutes, if they have over 10 sex partners in the past year and they don't use forms of protection, especially these cases. And where is available? Where can people have access to the pill? Well, if you're interested in taking the pill and you fall into one of the categories that it's advised for, you should head to your public health provider because there they'll be able to inform you. But there are around 20 publicly funded centers in Catalonia where people can go to get the pill. Okay, good to know. And I also read that the introduction of PrEP could save the Catalan public health system 93 million euros, which is an insane amount of money. And that figure left me wondering how much can it cost a PrEP treatment and how much can it cost an antiretroviral treatment for a person infected uh, 
by HIV. Well, those 93 million euros would be uh, for all Catalonia in the mm -hmm. next 40 years. We have to take into account that the Catalan health system invested over 800,000 euros for the PrEP treatment uh, because each patient has around like a cost of over 1,400 euros per year. And for those diagnosed with HIV, uh, the cost is over 8,500 euros, so six times higher. Yeah, that's quite a significant uh, difference. And I believe there is also another pill uh, called the post-exposure prophylaxis. Yeah, this pill is known as PEP. So if you know that you've been exposed to the virus as soon as possible, at most 72 hours after exposure, you can take this pill to prevent an infection. Yeah, and it's good to know that scientists are still um, creating new ways of fighting the virus. And I'm just thinking again about the Barcelona patient and the fact that we know so little about her since she has requested to remain anonymous. The only certain thing is that she's still in excellent health and her immune system is doing great. Maybe she will be able to eliminate the virus someday. But for now, she continues to pave the way for a functional HIV cure. Christina, Gerard, thank you so much for this conversation and your work. Uh, would you like to tell us what's this weekly Catalan phrase? Yeah, this week's is no tirar la tuballola. I know this one. Uh, it means not throwing the towel, not giving up. Exactly. Not giving up on the fight against HIV and AIDS. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. Do please subscribe to Fill in the Sink wherever you get your podcasts if you haven't already. Thanks again to everyone that spoke with us and thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back again next Saturday with another episode of Fill in the Sink. Until then, from me, Alejandra Angula Alonso and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adeus.